contrary, I mean, climbing is cool too because you learn all these limits with your grip strength and your fingers. Where, like, I love, and Gideon's talked to me about this too. Um, but we love moving stuff because we know exactly what our limit is. Like, it, we know when we're going to drop something. Whereas prior to climbing, like, I would be like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can hold on. I think I might drop this. We got to put it down for a second. It's like, nope, I always know exactly where my limit is because I've tested that limit over and over and over and over. Just climbing and being on tiny holds and stuff and pushing past like your your exhaustion yeah. when you're just like, man, I don't even think I can hold on or make another move right now. And you just go for it. Yeah. Like you're never going to get to that point moving furniture and shit. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, nope, I know I can hold on to this. Yeah. Like, I'm solid. Mm. It's so nice. Well, it's so interesting that you bring up the uh, pushing past your exhaustion. Because I actually feel like, like I did, like I did swim a fuckload, right? Like, so I had endurance from like, there was points where I was doing two a days. Like I, I would go at five in the morning before uh, high school. Now mm-hmm. Swim from five or yeah, from five to seven and then get out and fucking get ready, go to um, high school, which started at like seven forty five or whatever. And and then right after school from like three to five, school got like two fifteen or some shit. I'd go straight to the fucking pool and swim from like three to five. And so I was like swimming a fuck though. But I feel like more like what swimming kind of taught and did for me was like the amount of like mental stuff that you go through when in any sport when you're like or in any kind of physically demanding thing that like you've got like whether it's yourself because you're trying to push yourself and you you like are aware of that and you're like i'm gonna push myself past those things or if you're not aware and you're like you're young right like i was young and i did i wasn't really aware of like oh limitations and like you know trying to push past my own limits and shit like that so it's like I had like, you know, a coach and or and then at a certain point, my mom became a coach and then my mom was my coach for a super long time. Um, and, you know, so it's like you have this coach like that's like, yeah, like push, push, push. You can fucking do it, you know, like all this shit. And then like kind of learning that the whole like your mind will give up long before your body does. Yeah. Uh, and like actually kind of recognizing and acknowledging and accepting and like. Um, I guess like seeking confirmation of that fact over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, just like the amount of times that I'll be like going hard on something and like my mind would be like, oh man, I'm fucking tired. I'm tired. Let's just stop. And like, but then like I like from swimming, I have this just like, like I will absolutely ignore the fuck out of that voice. Like, and I'll just keep on fucking going, like, mm-hmm. keep cruising. So it's like, it's interesting like that. It's like, yeah, you can learn like muscular endurance and like, and then there's mental endurance. Yeah. Like, Totally. Being able to like accept like exhaustion and pain and being like, I'm out of breath right now. Like I'm breathing so heavily. My mouth is starting to get dry. Like I'm fucking like, I feel in my head like I, I can't go anymore. But lo and behold, my body is still moving. Yeah. If this was actually a true feeling of I can't go anymore. My body would fucking give out. Yeah. <laughs> I can take one more step, you know? Can I take one more step? Yes, I can. I'm yeah. going to do it. And then it's just one more step after that. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool uh, that you can also build up that mental side of things over time. Yeah. When you're constantly pushing your limits. I also think it's why, you know, most people when they're trying 
to stick to a new routine or mm. going through a program of some kind. Yeah. It's not that they can't do the program. It's not that their body couldn't handle the program. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's their mind gives out every single time, yeah. you know, yeah. before their body does. Like even with, um, even with the stretching that I've been trying to do yeah. every night, because I really want to do the splits some point in my life, you know, yeah. like, and I've gotten a lot closer and I've seen great progress and I was doing a very specific routine every single night for, yeah. um, about three weeks but then over the last week and a half i've been doing more construction and more concrete and stuff and just working a bit harder and i'll just be exhausted yeah sometimes because you know it's like i get up early and then i also want to do stuff when i get home and then i go hang out with dc and do a few things at his place and then like man i could really just go to bed and then it's like i don't want to stretch before bed and that's my mind giving out before my body does. Cause I know my body is perfectly capable of doing yeah, it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm still getting in two, three days a week of stretching, but I want to be doing five days, yeah. you know? So it's like, I have to get to that mental spot where I can be like, I can do five. My body can do five days. I'll yeah. still get enough sleep. Just do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Nike. Yeah. Nike. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. <sighs> yeah. Hell yeah. I'll probably start the podcast uh, some way between this um, yeah. exercise discussion. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> yeah. It is one thirty on the 30th. And it is episode 14. For those of you still listening out there, we are sorry that this episode is a few days late. It is a few days late. Yeah, not the usual Monday. We've had some different work schedules. Had uh, extra stuff on our plate from Thanksgiving, pun intended. Um, holidays, whatnot. All but that jazz. I'm so happy to be back here today, Alex. Happy to have you here, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And welcome back, everybody else. Welcome back. It's good to be back on Missing Wires. Today. We got a bit of a, you know, as per usual, little multifaceted topic here. Dude, we've got tangents coming. We got tangents. We got we got stuff to discuss here. Um, I think, I guess, if we could maybe sum it up or just give a few quick little notes on what we're going to be diving into. Um, we kind of want to discuss how you're carrying yourself in the world um, and how our actions are impacting other people. And what we want to be in the world and how you can kind of actively work towards that thing and who you are really in the world and who you want to be and not letting other people's actions take you away from that. Um, yeah. What was that line that I said that I was never going to remember? It was, uh, what circumstances change who you want to be? Yeah. You know? If somebody's rude to you, is that going to change who you want to be? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's really interesting, too, because it's like I can think about, oh, man, like, what is this ideal version of myself? And I'd be like, yeah, like, how, how is the ideal version of myself acting towards other people? Just as a baseline, you know? Not in response to something, but just as a baseline. 
what is this vision of myself that I'm like, okay, like this is how I want to be acting towards yeah. other people. Like boom, boom, yeah, boom, 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 exactly. A little bit deeper though. Boom, boom. Like, nice. We're getting there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and trying to, trying to imagine that and trying to kind of grasp it and hold on to it and be like, yeah, okay, this is how I want to be towards other people. If anybody thinks of me, I'd like them to think of the times that, you know, I was like this and like that all the times that they have memories of me, I was like this way to them. Of course, that's not going to be the case, right? We've got so many crazy ups and downs throughout life, especially emotionally, that we all have ended up in spots where I think we could say, oh man, like I wasn't, I wasn't acting like myself in that scenario or or damn, like I responded really poorly because of my emotional state at the time. And yeah. I totally regret acting in that way and so, shit like that. I think a lot of us have, have had those. Um, so of course it's not, you know, we're not out here trying to be perfect. I don't think it's just, it's just kind of about analyzing and thinking about this stuff a little bit more so that maybe we can have less of those moments where we're like, Oh dang, I regret acting like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause I, you know, that's ideal, right? Like you don't want to be like 70 and have like millions of times that you're like, holy fuck. There's so many times that I regret acting in certain ways. Right. It's like, yeah. Um, and I mean, part of that can be mitigated, I think through, um, practicing a little bit of self-forgiveness and, um, uh, practicing giving space for yourself to learn. Right. Because I, you know, especially when we're striving to be something or striving towards a, a better version of ourselves or something like that. Like you've got to also give grace for yourself to, to kind of stumble along the way. None of us are born perfect. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. We're also having some like humility at times because I think in the past when I was a youngster, you know, Older people, or even maybe people my age, uh, like to say that, you know, when you're a teenager, you think you know everything. And when I was a teenager, I definitely never thought that I knew everything. But now I understand why that saying is a thing. Yeah. Because I look at teenagers today, and I'm like, man, they think they know everything. And it's not like you're literally saying everything, but it's like you can just see that they have these ideas and they have these opinions where they just think this is what's wrong with the world this is what's right with the world i know exactly who i am and i'm just a thousand percent myself all the time and all this stuff and knowing everything is more about acknowledging that you don't know anything than it is about feeling like you have everything figured out because as soon as I think that I know exactly who I am and just I'm a thousand percent myself all the time, I feel like I've just settled and I'm just comfortable and it's like, no, 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 it's not about who I am. It's about who I want to be, you know? And, and that doesn't mean that I don't have a baseline. If you know what I mean. If you know what I'm talking about, the whole baseline thing, Alex. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, like the baseline of who I am is like, yes, I know who that person is. I'm 
I just, I know that I want to help people. I know that I want to be kind to people. I know that I can be a bit blunt sometimes. And that definitely is part of who I am. I don't want to be blunt in a mean way, but at the same time, that's just, you know, it's a little bit of who I am, but who I am in the future, who I want to be, is someone that is blunt in a very good way, in a nice way, in a helpful way, in a constructive way. And so all you little shits out there that think you know everything. (laughs) (laughs) You little shits. Uh, just remember, you got some growing to do, as do I. Mm. Mm. Yeah, man. It's funny. It's interesting, even like on that, the front of, uh, I don't know, being young and thinking that you know things and yeah, all that jazz. Like, It's funny, because I remember thinking, having ideas about things and having times where I did feel like, you know, the classic, I think part of where it comes from too is this, this thing that it's like when you're a teenager and you're angsty about something, you're angry about something. Ooh, angsty teenagers. And someone's trying to tell you some shit and whatever they're trying to tell you is just directly like contradicting your experience. Yeah. And so then it's understandably very frustrating, right? Like it's very like, you don't fucking get it, you know? It's like you it's like if somebody says some shit to you that's like very much it's just like no, dude, what? My experience that I'm having right now is much different than what you're describing it as. And it's like that person might be giving like a realistic look. Like they might be giving a blunt version of yeah. what you're experiencing. But like when you're young and you don't fucking have very much like understanding of your the emotional state and like everything that goes into your outlook on an event or a moment in your life, like all you have is like this experience and like, hopefully you got some, some good tools to handle those experiences like on your tool belt, but not everybody does. There's a lot of parents out there who aren't passing down very good tools. So it's like, if you were the unfortunate soul who didn't end up with a good tool belt, um, you know, you're more likely to, be in a bad situation after certain events and be in, I think in a headspace where you're like, nobody fucking gets it. Yeah. Like they don't fucking get it. Like I'm going through this shit and like, this is what's happening in the world and like, and this is my world. So it's the world. And for them to say things to me that completely contradict my experience and then try to chop it up to like something simple or something that's like not to be worried about or like, um, you know, to to try to like um, condescend to me about this event that's causing me so much turmoil, right? Then it becomes, I think, very like not necessarily a justifiable, but an understandable yeah angst and an understandable. Nobody fucking knows. I know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> I know because it's my world, and my world is the yeah, world. my world. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, but even like through those times, right? It's like. It took me a long time before I was really, really considering the way I reacted and how that impacted and looked Mm -hmm. to other people. So it's kind of interesting, right? Like no matter how many times you have that feeling or that sensation of like, wow, I know what's going on. And these people who are trying to tell me shit don't know what's going on. Um, And they're just saying nonsense and like whatever. You know, it's like 
even through those times, like just I have it reflecting and being like, dang, I wasn't even considering really like dang. the impact of me at that yeah. time and like, you know, what way has I behaved, et cetera. Right. It took a while to get there. So totally. It's, it's kind of interesting. It's funny. Like, um, you know how I was saying how I learned more through not working <laughs> yeah. um, when COVID hit. Cause I've just been, for those of you who don't know, um, I think for somebody my age, I've worked a lot in my life. A lot of people that I know didn't start working until they were usually around 17 or 18. Um, some of them even later than that, like they'd be going to college and mm-hmm. wouldn't start working until they were 20, 21. Um, I started working at the young age of however tall I was to, I don't know, whatever height was required to be able to stand on a stool and wash dishes. Right. Um, cause my mom had a catering company and so we would, you know, obviously she couldn't afford childcare or anything like that. Um, so we'd go to work with her and we'd have our aprons on and they would be touching the floor because we weren't that tall yet. (laughs) And, you know, we might help peel some carrots, peel some potatoes, and wash some dishes for whatever catering event she had going on and wasn't tall enough to, like, get up to the dish pit, so I'd stand on a stool. Um, And then I spent many many years getting tired and hiding at the venue and taking a nap or something. You know, I was, I was young. Um, and then in my teens, I was a lot better. I had learned how to cook efficiently. I was doing a lot of the, uh, cooking for the events with my mom. And I was also still farting off quite a bit. Like I was a hard worker. Don't get me wrong. Gross. But yeah, I was I was farting around. I would like go take a break and smoke weed for an hour and maybe come back, maybe not. <laughs> um but then I I started taking work more seriously later on. I went to Alaska, I did a lot of work there. Um came back. Always catering has always been like an off and on thing between my other jobs. Yeah. Um and you know, at points in my life I'd have three jobs at the same time and be working 12 16 hours a day and there are back when we first had our catering business we had events where we'd be working straight for like 30 hours 20 to 30 hours because we'd start super early in the morning and then we wouldn't get done until super late at night and we'd have to go clean everything up we'd have to go take stuff to wherever storage or return rentals and then do more cleanup the next morning and like so we would just be working straight through the entire thing like we'd have I'd get 40 hours of work in one weekend sometimes. Um, And thankfully we have things more dialed now. I do closer to 12 hour days of catering, 10 to 12 hours. Um, Not as bad. My mom actually wakes up super early and usually does like 14, 15 hour days. Um, I don't know how she does it still. Uh, But that's just, you know, she, it's so weird, man. She goes, I'll be going to bed and I'll hear her up still. And then I'll get up in the morning and she'll already be up. Like she just like goes to bed later than me and wakes up earlier than me. 
And I'm like, how, why can I not do that? Like, I, I like need eight hours of sleep or I just am in a weird place in my head. And anyways, I'm digressing quite a bit. Uh, the point is that I told you I learned a lot when I stopped working when COVID hit. Yeah. I started to delve inwards and look in, you know, to how I can improve myself and, and this is, that's when I decided to go back to school. I dropped out of high school, didn't give a shit. I was bored all the time. Teachers sucked. I had too much energy, probably smoked too much pot. And I just, well, I'm like, well, I can just work nonstop. Why would I need to go to school? And, and then I got the mindset for school when COVID hit and really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, studied for a little bit, got my GED enrolled into college, just took as many art classes as I could. And it was just an amazing experience. I really grew a lot and I realized that work for a job was not what I had made it out to be my whole life. And that it was far more important to manage my own health and work towards things that actually matter to me. Not that catering doesn't matter to me. I, I, I love cooking and I love catering and it's my family's business. So it matters, but at the same time, I want to pursue things. I want to work on things in my own life that that just feel better. Yeah. You know, I don't need to be like like if I'm at a job that I hate just killing myself every day, like why? You know? And I and, and even after COVID, I was there, um, more out of, you know, the fact that I thought I would enjoy it and that it'd be a good experience and I really I tried it, you know, I was there for a year and if you still hate your job after a year, then I think you should move on. Just saying. Like, <laughs> for those of you out there who need to hear it, like if you are at a job for over a year and you hate it, find something else. Yeah. Find something that feeds your soul. Like as long as it's not going to put you out on the street, just look for something else. 100%. Even if you're making a little bit less money for a while, even if it means taking a risk and and starting your own business and just doing something that fuels you, just go for it because there's not nearly enough time to be messing around with something that just destroys you every day. Yeah, I agree. And... What I had originally started this thought train with was the fact that I did also learn an insane amount from working a lot of different jobs and yeah. working nonstop. And it was never the really the job that taught me. It was a specific person at each job that I had. Um, I found somebody who I really admired, usually in a leadership position. They were my immediate boss or maybe the boss above that. And I had admired them so much that I needed to figure out how I could be more like them. Mm. And that's when my image of myself as a teenager and what I thought I knew um, started to change. And I started to realize that I can be more like them and that I don't have to be the person that I am today. And I can work towards that and I can take the things that I really admire about them and I can put those into the person that I want to be 
which I think is something we talked about on episode one of being your own best friend and just, and just taking all the things that you want to be and putting it in your image of who you want to be in your head and working towards that every day. And it's like, same thing with like a lot of the people around table, you know, that I worked with throughout the years. It's like, we worked with a lot of cool people and you were one of them. And it's like, I saw that you like, I think when I first started working there, you'd, you'd left not too long after to go to music school. And and for me at the time, that was really inspiring because I had just gotten into FL Studio. I was a total rube. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's a fun word. Um, I had no idea what I was doing with music. And I was like, man, that's so cool that Alex is going to music school and he's doing cool stuff with that. And he's always just got the best attitude. Like whenever he comes to work, he's just in such a great mood and like bringing light to everybody else. And, you know, even if he's not like working crazy hard constantly, like some other people, <clears throat> Cali Boso, uh, he's got energy <laughs> that just lights up the room. And I want to be more like that. I'm inspired by that. And it wasn't ever anything that you said to me. It wasn't you convincing me to be a better person, to, to bring more light, to help others. It was just you leading by example, maybe not even intentionally, but just like smiling and being vibrant and being a helpful, fun person to be around that helped change my perspective on who I can be. And... That was sort of like, you know, what we were talking about before we started the podcast today. It's just like, how can you, with your actions and your attitude, etc., live your life in a way that inherently inspires other people, inherently helps other people in each moment with everything that you do, you know? Yeah. Especially the people that might have extremely contrasting ideas to you um how can you build a bridge between the both of you instead of you know setting up forest fires yeah yeah i'll let you chew on that and uh i'll let you go off because man i feel like i just went on a tangent dude you cruised it was nice i think it's um I think it's interesting to consider the uh, the events that might push us to stray away from who we want to be, etc. Like when people are bringing bad energy and all that jazz. And it's funny because even, you know, like I explained to you some scenarios recently that had me really, really heated, had me really emotional in a, in a, in a not good way. Yeah. Um, and even like in the midst of all that shit, I was like, man, there's a part of me that wants to be like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you know, fuck you. Me? No, not you. Oh. But, all right. and then there's like, but the big, the bigger part of me is like, man, that just is not going to do anything good <laughs> like it's yeah. not going to be cool it's not going to be good it's not going to be helpful to anybody like in fact it's exactly 
what they did. Yeah. That upset you. Yeah. To begin with. Exactly. And do you want to? You want to be that, Alex? No. Not do you really. want to be the thing that upset you to begin with? Not really. No. So. It's kind of interesting, but then I also like. I feel. Like I have probably a couple like vindictive parts of me where there becomes moments that I like justify certain behavior. Yeah, they used to call you the Vindicator in high school. The Vindicator, that was my nickname. (laughs) That's a lie. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I think like when there's... You know, like we talked about shine blocking before and like when, when somebody's like actively or purposefully stopping somebody from being like happy or joyful, especially like outwardly so, and is trying to be like, calm down, shut the fuck up, stop being so hyper, stop like laughing so much or some like shit like that. Those are like times where I'm like, man, I get like a bit vindictive and I feel like justified, like that. You know, I'll be like, oh man, like, fuck this person because I think that's such a shitty thing to do. And I get worked up and I'm like, oh man, like, yeah, yada, yada, yada. You think about like waiting until they're making their employee meal <laughs> and then chopping up a toothpick and putting it in there? Ah. Uh, no. <laughs> never crossed my mind man well, now you're gonna think about it every single time yeah now it's on my mind now i'm just thinking don't about do that that's that not recommended it was a joke yeah I think that's i'm a, sorry that's illegal <laughs> um yeah i don't i don't know it's it's interesting though too like you know to have those i have those moments and then like, when I witness anything like that, that makes me feel like, all right, fuck that. Like, fuck that person. Like, that's whack. That's so fucking lame, et cetera, et cetera. And I still have to have that moment of, like, man, like, trying to um, trying to reach past that, I guess, and trying to empathize and trying to be like, damn, like, how, like, shitty does your world have to be? to see somebody else doing something happily and like smiling and like complimenting other people and like bringing up all the people around them and bringing nothing but like cheerful energy. And then you want to tear them down and make them stop doing that. Like how shitty does your world have to be to be in that position? So I kind of try to like go that route and try to like try to find a way to potentially have compassion for this person who's being shitty because it is just sad like it's just sad as fuck that it's like damn like things are going so badly for you that you want to tear down people who are having a good time yeah. and stop them from having a good time around you because you're not having a good time like that's super sad yeah so <clears throat> what do you think is like a healthy way to i don't know stand up for the person that they're shitting on you know yeah like, cause for me, that's like, that's the hard part. Cause yeah. it's like, you're trying to have compassion yeah. for both people and you're trying to do the right thing. How do you combat this person who's being shitty yeah. while not becoming them? Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, exactly. Due to, to your frustration and due to, to wrestle with standing those up fucking, for what is right. Uh, and that's where I've been really blunt yeah. in the past is when I see, like when I was growing up, if I saw something that was just clearly wrong to me, yeah. unjust, not fair, I would be a blunt dick about it. Yeah. Like I would just go to town and there are times when I was wrong yeah. and, and then I felt like a fool and I felt terrible. Um, but then there are times when I was very much right. And, what a fool I've yeah, been. Yeah, what a fool I've been. <laughs> there are times when I was right, but I still took it too far. You know? Yeah. How do you how do you handle that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I think that's <clears throat> that kind of retraces a little bit to the learning and the having space for yourself that we were talking about, like when it came to like uh, exercise, I think when we were discussing that before. Um because <clears throat> it is like we are all we're also learning, right? And learning how to grapple with a very like justified feeling of frustration. Yeah. And trying to like, you know, I mean, even reaching the point where you're like, you're actually so frustrated, but you're also trying to realize that like expressing just that towards this person is not going to like take us in a good direction. Yeah. And trying to wrestle with that, I think, is, like, very difficult, you know? I, I don't think that's easy. So, it is definitely, like, a learning process, right? It, mm -hmm. it takes even getting to that point in the first place because, I mean, I've got some friends that don't ever tread that water. Like, yeah. that it's like, if so-and-so did this, it's fuck you. Like... It's like, you know, it's like, there's no, there is no, like, I'm not, I'm seeking a way to not express frustration about this or towards this person. Or like, I'm going to look for a way to be maybe like inspirational or maybe, maybe I'll like amidst my frustration with how this person is behaving, I'm going to try to encourage them to behave in a way that like, I'll be less upset about or something like that, whatever it is. Right. Like, it's like, no, it's fuck you. <laughs> like, so it, it's. <clears throat> You know, I, it takes actually being in that position where you're like, I would like this to go in, in a better direction. And, you know, I, I'm not sure where entirely it comes from. I think like there's a mixture of compassion and then there's a mixture of like being able to overlook your own frustration to understand where somebody else might be. But then like, there's also, I think, room... And areas where that can become unhealthy, right? Like you don't want to be overlooking and bypassing your own emotions, mm -hmm. especially when they're super justified, right? So it is like a, it's a weird topic to fucking, to wrestle with, like, mm -hmm. and to try to, try to find a nice outcome and try to find, find like the strength or the resolve or like the emotional position where you can collect all of these things that we're discussing and being like, okay, I understand this person has some struggles and they're probably going through some shit and shit probably sucks for them. So I'm going to have some compassion and understanding and empathy for this person who's in a terrible place, such a terrible place that they're going to be shitty to other people. And then I'm also going to acknowledge that I have some very serious feelings about people being shitty to other people, especially for no reason at all. If they're just being shitty and especially, especially if they're being shitty to somebody because this person was bringing joy and being happy and like spreading yeah. a, a good time. Like, 
it's like the tiers of it, right? Like, you know, and at that at that top tier where it's like you're shitty to someone because they're being happy and bringing yeah. bringing good vibes, and that's why you're being shitty to them because you don't like seeing people bouncy and happy. Yeah. Then it's like okay, like that's a big tier for me. That's like that's like wow, that's super duper shitty, right? So it's like acknowledging that moment and being like and being like you know okay yeah i personally do have i do have some foundational lines Mm -hmm. that are drawn in the sand and i do have some areas that i think like you know there's different types of shittiness that you can you can behave as right like there's different manifestations of being ugly to people but yeah that is like very high on my list of being ugly to people is like yeah trying to tear them down and trying to make them feel like they're stupid or that they need to stop being happy and like they should stop smiling and stop like being jokey and whatever. Right. That's like pretty high on my tier of shitty. Um, it's high up there on the shitty tiers. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so yeah, it is right. It's like acknowledging those, those feelings. If you've got um, very developed personal lines right it's like acknowledging those and being like okay yeah like i do have understanding and compassion for this person but i also have some very solid lines and these lines were actually crossed during this event um and then like you know trying to work those together and find a way for them to have some type of fucking harmony which can be incredibly difficult (laughs) and then like having the fucking, I swear to God, it would be like a superpower to swallow that whole pill and then be like, have a calm demeanor in the moment mm-hmm. when things are unfolding. Yeah. Cause it's the whole, like hindsight's 2020 and like mm-hmm. how, how you can be like, oh man, what a fool I've been. I was even right and I was a dick. And then it became something that was not cool. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter that I was right anymore because I was yeah. being an asshole. Totally. Right? Like I've, I've, I say that not directly to, for your experience, but I'm guessing that you had those feelings, but I've also had that experience, yeah, right? 100%. Like, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's like finding the way to, to navigate the emotional storm that can be surrounding something um, and like acknowledging all the little pieces, including the compassion and empathy that you have for other parties involved. And for yourself and trying to be like, have compassion for yourself when you're getting angry and not, and not kind of harp on yourself for being frustrated. Um, but to be like, okay, you know, you know, it's understandable to be frustrated right now. Like, but I can't let that be the only thing. Cause I don't want to just like scream at somebody right now. Like, yeah. and yeah, trying to, trying to wrestle with that and then be able to like stand up for somebody in that moment without getting fucking frustrated and without being like, Hey, fucking stop. Fuck you, man. What are yeah. you doing? Like, cut that shit out or whatever right like fucking crazy man like so difficult but yeah like imagine if you just stopped in that moment and you're like hey i don't know what you're going through today yeah and i want to sympathize with the fact that you might be having a bad day but this other person was clearly having a good day yeah and I don't want to speak for them, but from what I can visibly see, it seems like you just hurt their feelings yeah. and made them feel bad and are putting them into a bad day. And I just wanted to acknowledge all of this and hopefully you can apologize yeah. or work this out with this person in some way. Yeah. Like imagine if you were just able to just able calmly to stop that. <laughs> in that moment when yeah. you're frustrated 
Yeah. And I think practice is is really important. Yeah. Because I think that anybody can get to that point. I think um, if it doesn't rile me too much, I think I'm there with most, you know, day-to-day things. But if it's something that really riles me, it's still extremely difficult. I also find that, I don't want to say like being fake or anything like that is a good thing, but sort of playing a role can help. Like rather than the normal person that you are, but like putting yourself into like a role of responsibility or like, Hey, this is what I think um, I'd like to see from others. So I'm going to try and exemplify that in myself. Um, You know, do unto others as you want done unto you like that whole concept, but in an example based way of like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this as an example so that other people can not only learn from me, but so that I can be hopefully a better person myself. And like just years of managing um, at the pizza place, like I was a bad manager for a while. And then slowly over time, I realized all of my weaknesses and I'm sure I still had more to work on by the time I left, but Mm. I had gained a lot of practice in a lot of different conflict scenarios and learned that I handled a lot of them incorrectly or poorly for the majority of the time that I was there, like at least 75% of the time that I was there. But then towards the end, I'd practiced so much and tried to find where things went wrong through all of that practicing. Like, it's not just like, you can't just practice aimlessly, you know, like you could draw the, the same thing every day for a month. But if you aren't looking at your previous drawing and being like, okay, here's where I messed up. Here's where I need to improve. Here's what I need to do more of. Then you're not really learning a whole lot. Like, yes, you're building muscle memory, but you need to reflect, you know, and it's something in all the art classes I did, you know, you always reflect on your work and then do it again with those reflections in mind. And so when you're practicing this conflict nonstop and then reflecting on it in the future and then and then practicing the the new things that you've developed in the future, then those things, they start to come to you really quickly in those moments of conflict and confrontation. Yeah. Naturally, they just come out. It's like a, you know, automatic response to, to what's going on. And instead of your emotions getting riled, you can fall back on your practice and yeah. deliver these things without, you know overloading on people when you see something unjust occurring yeah yeah which again like you said is can be extremely difficult can be yeah i think like there's a reason that a lot of people could express that they lose themselves during times of like emotional turbulence when they're really angry about something that it's It can like kind of pull you away from who you feel like you really are. Yeah. Um, so, which is just all a part of it, right? This is kind of a part of the whole thing. Is like, what what are we gonna let take us out of who we are and who we want to be? Yeah. Um. Sometimes things are so infuriating that you you 
don't feel like there's a time for you to even have an option. You go from zero to 100 and suddenly you're like completely consumed. Mm -hmm. So it is interesting, right? And it's like, and it's one thing I think, right, to have these moments where you're like venting something and you're like, damn, I'm just so angry about this thing. Mm -hmm. I need to like, I need to feel it for a second. I need to like acknowledge that I am actually this angry that, you know, I didn't think that I was this angry, but I actually am. And so like, I need to actually feel it for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that process, I, I feel like even if during the process, I feel like, oh man, like I'm getting like riled, I'm getting too riled about this or whatever. Like, I feel like doing that process and actually feeling your emotions and like really like letting yourself feel them for a second kind of helps you to not lose yourself. Right? It's like if you never process or never look at the emotion that you're feeling about something and never acknowledge it and then it just keeps building and building and building and then it bubbles up and explodes and you lose yourself in a fit of anger. And you slam your hands down on the round table counter and you say, oh yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> True story. True story. Do a you customer, remember that? Yeah, a customer did yeah. this one morning. He just slammed his hands down on the counter and he said, oh yeah, well, fuck you. He just yelled at the top yeah. of his lungs. He was screaming. Yeah. That was wild, man. I don't know if he lost himself or if that was him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like what under what circumstances are are you going to turn into that person? Mm-hmm. You know, where mm-hmm. you go into an establishment that's serving you. Yeah, you're paying them, but like they're serving you. It's part of society. Mm-hmm. Nobody actually has to do any of these things. They don't have to serve you. Yeah. It's a privilege that you have living in this type of society. Yeah. And they're just people, just like you, who work jobs, just like you, to feed themselves, house themselves. Under what circumstance are you going to slam your hands down in front of them and yell, fuck you, as loud as you can? Like, would you do that to your friend at their house? Would you do that to your mom? Like, who are you doing that to and why? Yeah. And like, I don't care where it is, what's happening. Like, that's not who I want to be. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like, for any reason. Yeah. Short of, you know, uh, short of really heinous things happening, you know, like someone endangering my friend's life or some form of sexual abuse or anything like that. Yeah. Like those are things where it's like, okay, there's no more, there's no more talking. There's no more. It's fuck you. (laughs) It's, it's fuck you. And I'm going to do something about this, you know? Um, and even then that's not me becoming a shitty person. That's me, you know, potentially saving somebody. Um, from a heinous act. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really like that that 
whole thing you were talking about, though, of just what circumstances change you, you know? Yeah. Um, I know if somebody is driving really dumb in front of me and or like two inches away from my bumper on the highway, that changes me. <laughs> <laughs> Turns me into a different person. Yeah. No, I, I change for sure. And um, I might brake check them. That's not cool. I don't like that person, but that's me sometimes. Yeah. I started to get like more calm, I think, about <laughs> that type of thing, about driving. Yeah, because you don't have a car anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I drive way more than, uh, than Emily drives <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I drive way more than she does. I know, but it's still so ironic. It is, it is, it is. It's just so funny to me. Um. <laughs> Do you think maybe because it's not your car that you actually feel way more chill about driving? Um, I want to know the science behind it. I don't know? really think so. I I just like, I've started to feel like I'm just going to stay in my own lane. Like, I just started to feel like, why am I even taking time to get frustrated about this stuff? I'm like, yeah. all I need to do is get my car from A to B and brake when there's brake lights and go when there's not. So I'm like, I'm just going to stop caring how stupid people are being. Yeah. And now there's times where like we're driving and and like I'm driving and Emily's like, Oh my god, what's this person doing? And I'm like, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm I'm just I just have to do what I have to do. Yeah. Which is just break if there's brake lights. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm not fucking I'm not gonna get really mad anymore yeah. about how slow someone's going. Like Yeah, but you gotta remember some people are out there driving stick shifts and their engine braking mm. so their brake lights don't come on. Mm. True. So you gotta keep True. your perception yeah. in check. Your your, fucking, your depth perception. I'm got depth in my perception. Yeah. Let me tell you. But yeah, you know, I've I've tried to be more calm about driving stuff recently. But yeah, it is just kind of interesting to consider. Yeah, all that. I'm gonna try to be inspired by that and not I mean, get butt hurt when people cut me off. Yeah, don't compromise yourself. Yeah, just because somebody was a dick. Yeah. Or anything like that. True. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is interesting. And I think like that what you're saying, like, oh, imagine if you could respond like that. Imagine if you could respond like this, like with, with you know, all of these little components of the package, and then you're able to swallow that pill and calmly express everything that you need to express in that time. Yeah. Um and how powerful that is and mm -hmm. would be or sounds like it could be. Um, and even vice versa, like the times where you go the opposite direction and you're consumed by frustration and you, you know, let you just let it rip and you fucking start talking shit or whatever it is. And how quickly it starts to devolve and become more shitty, usually. Um, because it's very rare that somebody's saying some shit and then I start saying shit and then they stop saying shit. 
Yeah. Usually it's like they it just escalates mm-hmm. and we just keep saying worse and worse shit and it's like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Um <clears throat> and I think even that is like speaks to the power of a person. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like how you react in that in a single moment, like that's gonna dictate a lot. It's gonna have a lot of impact on on how things proceed. Mm-hmm. Right. So well, especially if other people notice that too and they're like, Wow, Alex handled this really well. Like I wonder if I can do that. Like, how can I do that in the future? How can I, you know, set a good example like that in the future? Because, I mean, this whole podcast idea was like, how can we inspire others, right? Mm. And then, as usual, we delve into an area that I think is closely related, but to me right now is far more interesting of what do others do that changes you? Yeah. And so far we've been delving a lot on the side of like what negative things other people do and how does that change you? You know, what circumstance is going to change the character of who you are or change who you are in that moment? Um, But like what positive things also will change you, change who you are in the moment, change who you want to be in the future. And, and I really think that that's the forefront of what I want to be thinking about Mm. of like, you know, the whole, when you're looking for positive things, you're going to see them when you're looking for good things that are happening in your life, you're going to see them Mm -hmm. more than you see the negative. And I want to look at the positive things that I see people doing. And I want to be really aware of like, when I see somebody like you, Alex, who's really brightening, brightening the room and coming around with a good attitude, like and handling these conflicts really well. How can I be more like that? And how can I inspire people in that same way? And how does this person being positive or just being who they are change who I am in each moment. Cause you know, it's like you get around a group of friends and you might become a different person than you are when you're alone. Not saying that you're like faking it when you're with people or when you're alone, but like different people bring different things out of you. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I, I hop on discord with some friends. You're likely one of them. And I'm just laughing and having a great time, you know? Yeah. And I probably wouldn't be doing that if I was by myself. I would just be on my computer not laughing, maybe still having a good time, but definitely not to the extent that I would with my friends. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's It's a journey sometimes, just deciding how to go about being the person that I want to be every day. There are days when I just don't feel like it, man. There are days where I'm just like, man, I I woke up. I'm not feeling that great. I'm kind of frustrated. I don't really feel like talking to anybody today. And it's not like I want to go out of my way and just be a dick to people or anything like that. But I'm finding it really hard to like rise to the occasion and and keep being 
a good example and keep pushing towards the person that I want to be. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with an exercise routine that I'm working on or anything like that. It's like, I feel like my brain just gives out before my body does. And I'm, I'm just struggling to find like the motivation to just keep pushing towards that person that I want to be. Yeah. And then I have to, sometimes it's almost like I have to look outwards for that, you know, and look towards my friends and my family and people that maybe woke up on a better side of the bed that morning than I did. Yeah. And woke up in, in a light. Well, I mean, not inside of a light, Mm. but with more light in their day and in their attitude and in their positivity. Yeah. And just kind of seek some lifting up from them. Mm. It's like one of the, the dude, Lord of the Rings memes have been going crazy over the last like two months. Or probably a bit more, but they've just been blowing up everywhere. And maybe it's partially just because I've been looking at them, so they're just going on my feed nonstop. Just your algorithm, man. But um, but it is funny how I just started seeing them out of nowhere all the time. And I love the one where the dude's talking to his therapist, and the therapist is like, um, because the dude's like doesn't want support from his friends, wants to do things himself, and you know, he feels like it's weak to rely on others. And then therapist is like talking about Aragon and he's like, you think he was weak? He had help from his friends. They did it together. And then they both just start sobbing. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true at the same time. Like it's so funny to me that meme, but at the same time, it's so true. It's like, I don't know. You need to regulate your nervous system and you can't regulate your nervous system on your own. You can't do it. You need human connection in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Well, and it's like... I mean, it's really, I guess, acknowledging that without others, like, we're not very much, right? Like even if you want to take it down to like the very beginning, right? Like if you just like grew out of like a flower pod, (laughs) you know, and you didn't have like anybody around you and Mm -hmm. any other human around you, like what, you know, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't learn anything. You wouldn't learn how to do or be anything. Like we literally need the communities that we, that we have that, that, that have been developed and actually like, it's really interesting, I think, um, even outside of just immediate family, like, because I think, right, like, we, we could have potentially gotten by with just immediate family, but instead of just immediate family, we actually, like, like got into, like, bigger and bigger communities and societies yeah. and whatnot, and maybe so much to the point where it's not beneficial anymore to keep going bigger, um, Who's to say? I'm not not 100% sure that that's true either. But it is interesting to be like, damn, yeah, like, if I consider where I'd be if I only had my family's influence, it'd be a much different place than if I had ever, if I had, like, you know, than where I am now when I had influence from friends and other sources and other mentor-type people and other people that I respected and admired for different reasons, like, right? It's like, Dang, I'd be in a completely fucking different place. I'd be a completely different person 
um, if I didn't have these connections that I have had in my life. Mm-hmm. So it is really interesting. Like it's it's fucking beautiful. Like the power of the power of connections and the power of people and um, what that does for us. Yeah, it's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So don't forget, don't forget you have power, you know? Don't forget that there's, you have power and, and people have power. The way that you act and behave has power. The connections that you form with people have power. Yeah. I was thinking the other night, I was, I was falling asleep because <clears throat> when I go to bed, I I sleep on my back and just, you know, staring straight up at the ceiling. Um, if I'm having trouble falling asleep, I'll hang out on my side for a bit and then I'll switch to the other side. And something about that just kind of like gets me in the recipe that I need to be in to bake at 420 degrees and fall asleep. And, um, and then when I lay on my back, I cross one of my feet over the other one. And the other night I noticed that I had, cause I always cross my right one over the top of my left one. I noticed that I had crossed my left foot over the top of my right foot. And I was, it, it was so weird to me because I did it without realizing at first. And as I'm laying there, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, what about today changed the way that I crossed my feet tonight? Because it's always my right foot over my left. Every time. Without fail. And no. really? You cross your feet when you go to sleep? No, I'm left foot over. Oh, okay. Just in general. Yeah. yeah. And and then I kind of, when I'm in that zone of like not awake, but not asleep, my mind wanders to such interesting places. <laughs> and I started developing all of these ideas in my head. And it's, it's funny too, because, you know, you, you read about or watch about whatever um, about like Einstein and different scientists or different philosophers and stuff. And one of their techniques for their ideas was to go and take a nap mm. and keep something to write right next to them. Um, so they'd have like a notepad or whatever and a pen right next to them. And just as they're about to fall asleep, they have something that wakes them up, whether it's like, holding a pen in their hand and then when they fall asleep they drop the pen um and it hits the floor and wakes them up whatever it is um and when they're in that moment of just about to fall asleep but they're still awake they have all of these really interesting ideas really imaginative ideas ideas that aren't in the same sphere as what they would think of when they're awake right Mm. and so as i'm falling asleep i'm like what effect will crossing my left foot over my right foot have on my life? If I start doing this every night, just something so simple and stupid 
so minute. How is this going to change my life? Is this, is this like a boat where you, you move the rudder one degree, which may not be much at all. If you're just going to the other side of the lake, you're going to find the other side of the lake, you know, and it's going to be a pretty straight shot. If you only move that rudder one degree, but over an entire ocean, you're going to end up completely turned around at one point because you're going so far out. Is this foot that I'm crossing over my other leg in a different direction tonight? Is that my one degree of difference? Will my life start shooting in a completely different trajectory? Like what is going on? (laughs) But then I started thinking further and I'm like, if something as small and insignificant as crossing my foot differently tonight is going to impact my life in any way. How do the bigger things impact it? How does each action throughout my entire day, every single day impact my entire life or somebody else's entire life? How does me helping some, someone with something small today change the entire path of their life? You know, and I don't know. That's the real answer is that I don't know, but it could be massive and impactful, gigantic, enormous, big words, big things. It could be huge, right? Just something small that I do for something, someone could be the biggest change in their entire life. And they may not ever be able to relate it back to that one moment. And I certainly never would. But you don't know. And that's the point. And it could make no difference in their life whatsoever too. Right? So that being said, why not do the most positively impactful things that you can within your own energy limit, whether it's mental energy or physical energy, doesn't matter. If you have the opportunity and the energy to do something really tiny or really big for someone that is helpful and impactful and inspiring or just small and kind, whatever, just do it. Cause I think it's far more likely that if it does have a huge impact on their life, it's going to be a hugely positive impact versus negative. I think it's highly unlikely that doing a small act of kindness is ever going to have any kind of negative impact on that person's life. And obviously there's going to be outliers and stuff where, you know, you you stopped a lady because she dropped her card on the ground and she really appreciated that you did that. You got her card back to her, but the fact that she had stopped right there for 15 seconds meant that she got in her car 15 seconds later and got into a fatal car accident down the road she would have been 15 seconds ahead see that's when (laughs) that's when you're starting to think too deeply about it you know like yes that was a negative occurrence but what if she had stage four cancer and didn't know it and was going to die in a month anyways and the fact that she died in this car accident meant that her the person's car insurance actually paid out the family a lot of money and had she died from cancer 
her family wouldn't have gotten any money. They would have just gotten tons of medical bills and a long, sad, crappy ending. Um, but since she got in a car accident, her family got a bunch of money and everything was fine, even though they still lost their loved one, you know? So then you're getting even deeper into it. This is one of the <laughs> most long-lasting hypotheticals. <laughs> so, long, so the point the is... Point, the point is, <laughs> long story short, as insignificant as a foot switch might be in the night, use it as your reminder to do nice things for other people and do nice things for yourself and form good habits because they could be exponentially huge in the long run. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's, those were my bedtime thoughts the other day. That's some bedtime thoughts. Yeah. Man. It's crazy too because it happens in like a matter of like 10 seconds. <laughs> and it takes me 10 minutes to explain to it. explain on a podcast. Yeah. And I'm so sorry if you guys hear some yard work going on outside. I don't know if it's coming through the mics, but if it is, I'll try to cut it out. Mm. It is slightly blaring for us here. It's blaring. Um off and on. But if it's not, we can just cut this out. Yeah. Easy no big deal. Piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit yeah sorry i guess it's just i told you that when we started ride. today that there were gonna be tangents that was a tangent i don't know if i was just i could see myself in the future yeah a like, little bit of clairvoyance like attack on titan yeah yeah future you was reaching back yep giving you a little warning yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, uh, if you've made it this far. <laughs> Thanks for coming around. It's yeah. been a good time. Yeah, thank you so much for putting up with me. Dude. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time, on Missing Wires. We'll see you. Peace. Peace. Peace.